The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. You want to hear a crazy story? You want to hear a crazy story? I couldn't make this up if I tried. I'm sitting here, right here in this room. I give a be'iyun share every single morning right here in this room. So two days ago, I'm on fire, screaming up this sugya with the guys. We're fighting and yelling and screaming back and forth, fighting over the iyun of the sugya. And that door over there opens. In walks a guy, six foot one, blonde hair, blonde beard, denim shirt and jeans. Tzitzit hanging out. Good looking guy, tall guy, behind the mask. He's standing in the back of the room and he's looking at me. I'm thinking, uh oh. And he's just fixated on me. And I'm kind of trying to finish the share with one eye to the guys and my other eye is on this guy trying to think like okay what is it you don't like a recent story what's the deal what's the matter put the gun away bro we're friends what's that? did I say something uh, Barabim did I offend anyone your family your friends uh, you know rabbis sometimes you know uh, we say things that Sometimes, we never mean to, of course, I'm saying, but uh, we make mistakes. Uh, did I say something wrong? The guy was looking at me, but mom is fixated. The share is over. I get up. I start making my way to the door. I turn to the guy and I say, Hi, Shalom Aleichem. It's a pleasure to meet you. And he has a big smile and he says, I came all the way from Atlanta to speak to you. I said, oh, oh. I'm thinking to myself, I could have saved you a flight with an email, you know. I said, okay, come inside to the main shul. If you came all the way from Atlanta just to speak to me, it probably is not for public knowledge. So you ask, you're thinking to yourself, so why am I saying it now on? Well, now I know what it came for. So we went into the main shul. I went into a corner with him, behind the mechitza, and we sat down. And the guy looks at me and he says to me, Rabbi Dovi, I can't believe I'm sitting here with you. And he starts crying. And he's crying. And I started crying. I don't even know why he's here. <laughs> I don't know why he's here. I don't, I don't know about you guys. I'm a very soft heart. I, you know, when a Jew comes like that, he's crying. But kazer bechi. It was a, a cry of kolalev. I cried with him. Because at that opportunity, once they bring you to that point, you know, it's not every day that we get the opportunity to cry. Sometimes certain people are so strong that they're able to bring themselves to cry. It's not that you think it's weakness. You think crying is a weakness. But that was an opportunity to cry for Kalalev. So I cried with him. So finally, his eyes are red. My eyes are red. So I said, so tell me, why did you come out here? He says to me, I just don't understand. Don't people see what Hashem does for us every day? Doesn't he see how many miracles Hashem makes for us? Doesn't people understand how much it means to Hashem to bring two Jews together? Why are people so cold to each other? Why are Jews so judgmental to each other. 
And I'm looking at this guy. What's going on in Atlanta? <laughs> Something's up in Atlanta. I looked at him like, me when, le when, you know, from where to where? What, 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 okay, it's Arabic. But, but from where to where? What are you talking about? And he looks at me and says, you don't understand. He says, I'm a pilot in the American Air Force. I said, oh, wow. Okay. And he says, I, I, all my life I was looking for truth. I never knew anything about anything. Religion, nothing. I came from out west. He says, I was out on a base, on the army base in Atlanta. I was supposed to go to Afghanistan three times. The first time they were sending me out, my commander decided at the last minute not to send me. The second time they were supposed to send me out to Afghanistan, something happened with my group. They ditched the whole group. The third time I was on already the regiment to be sent out to Afghanistan, and my, how did he say it? My one-star general on the base decided to pull his name from the entire list of guys that were being sent out the next day to Afghanistan. He pulled his name out of the list and said, he's not going. Why? No reason. He said, three's a charm. So I turned to the one-star general, he tells me, and I said to him, general, where then are you sending me? He says, I'm sending you to the base in Vegas. I want you to be there. I said, okay. He sends me out to Vegas. I'm on the base. I'm on the army base in Vegas. I didn't know Vegas had an army base, to be honest with you. But he says, he sent him to the army base in Vegas. He says, shortly after that, he met a girl there. The girl was on base. They started to talk. It turns out that they both were inspired to look for something of a bigger order in this world. They didn't know why, but at least now they had a partner for the journey. They had each other. They end up finding some either Chabad house or a Lubavitcher rabbi somewhere who they ended up starting to talk to. And then after that, little by little, they started to say to each other, maybe we should convert. Maybe we should convert to Judaism. He says, it turns out that we didn't need to convert. Because the rabbi told my wife as well, once you're ready to convert out of respect, let your family know. My wife, as I, went back to her grandmother and told her, I'm going to convert to Judaism. And my, her grandmother said, Judaism? Why would you convert to Judaism? I'm Jewish. And if I'm Jewish, you're Jewish. You don't got to convert. You're there already. And he says, I found out the same thing. I was supposed to go to Afghanistan. Three strikes and you're out. No reasons given. Instead sent to Vegas. Meets a girl on the base, in the army base from all places. In Vegas. Who's looking what I'm looking for. Who didn't know what I didn't know. Which together we found out we don't know. And then we knew that we should know. And then we found out we're Jewish. So we got married. And we moved back to Atlanta. And now we're looking for a community that's going to embrace us so we can grow religiously and we're checking into other communities. 
And he says, I start checking into other communities that are religious and Jewish. And when I come into them, I expected the response of a long lost brother who has finally been found and brought back to his family. I, I ask you guys, if God forbid, there was a long lost brother that you had. And he disappeared. And then one day, 20 years later, he comes walking into your parents' front door. What would the reaction be? Oh my gosh, you don't believe, you're not going to believe who just walked through the front door. Everyone would come running and they jump on the guy and they hug him and they kiss him. Welcome back. We were waiting for you. We wouldn't know what happened to you all these years. We thought we'd never see you again. I mean, that would normally be the response. That's not the response he got. See, he comes from Atlanta to New York City crying. He says, my wife said, go and ask Rabbi Dovi. I said, gee, thanks. Go ask him. We're coming back to family. We found ourselves. That means we found you. You found us. Klal Israel. Why are people so judgmental? You know how many people were judgmental and cold-boned was his words. Cold-boned. They looked up and down at us like, this was our welcoming committee back to Judaism. Says Guys, I want to tell you something. If you would have met this guy, such an ishama, not normal. Bennett, this guy tells me the way he davens, the way he learns. He pulled out his notes. He showed me he's doing a masechta now. He showed me his notes inside his art scroll Gemara of just mefarshim and masechtot that he's working. I mean, the guy is in the Shama Tehora. And he says this was bothering him so much that it warranted a flight. From Atlanta to New York City. He says, my wife said, go to Rabbi Dovi. Rabbi, I'm here. Tell me you have an answer. And I said, oh boy, I have an answer. He says, you have an answer? I said, yes. What's the answer? Sam... I was waiting all week for a guy like you to walk in a shul. I had this story. Hamovadia said this story years ago. A story that screams, don't look at a person on the outside. Because on the inside, he might be closer to God than you. You never know. And I was wondering... Should I use this story or not? And then you walked in. If those people that you met at first would have given you the big hug, you would never have come to New York. And I would not be able to give this class tonight. So Hashem made sure, not for your sake, for mine, that at first people won't see you so that when you come to me, I'll hug you 
I'll thank you. And I'll say we were waiting so many years. Thank God you didn't go to Afghanistan. Baruch Hashem, this is the first time I'm actually happy someone went to Vegas. <laughs> he met the right girl in Vegas. That's a Kiddush. He met, he met, you met, <laughs> well, this is perm tire. You met your wife. Look what Hashem did. Not only did you meet your wife, but you met Judaism together with your wife. You never would have known. Thank you for coming back. We've been waiting so long. I gave this guy a hug and we started to cry together. He says, could you give my wife a bracha? I said, I give both of you the biggest beracha. Hashem should guide you to the warmest people in Klal Yisrael. Because in the month of Adar, we take off the mask and we look behind the masquerade and we see the beauty of every Yid in Klal Yisrael. Matanot ehu. There is no bitter gift to give to another Jew than the love that you found in them behind the mask. Rabotai, the geula is krova. This is the month to turn it around. Thank you for listening.